Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fans from the Stands, episode number, I didn't cheat and look this time, 10? Number 10, yep. Hey, right on. Uh, I'm your co-host, Mickey, along with my buddy, my co-host, Ivan. Hey, everybody. Uh, so it's been uh, about two weeks since we last talked, everybody, and a lot of news, especially trade deadline stuff we'll get to. We'll get to a little bit of what the Jays did in the trade deadline, what some uh, other Major League Baseball teams did, the Hall of Fame, a bunch of stuff to talk about. So let's start with, since we last spoke, the Jays went on a bit of a West Coast road trip, I guess, yeah. including playing some West Coast teams. They lost, uh, the, uh, then on, on the 19th of July, they lost 2 nothing to San Diego. We won on the 20th, 4 nothing. lost to Seattle all by one run. We won, we lost the first two games in Seattle, 3-2, 9-8, 1-4-3. And then one, two out of three against the Angels. And I'm going to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, we probably, oh, against the Dodgers, sorry. Yeah. One, two out of three against the Dodgers, then one, two out of three against the Angels. I would say we probably could have won all six of those games. Yep. Dodgers and Angels. The the Angels were, we, we lost one, six to one. So that one was a little bit less competitive, but the other ones were all. Oh, we, lost, we won six, one against the Dodgers. Oh, Angels. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, all the games that we lost, yeah, they were all close. It, it's yeah. it's our bullpen. Yeah, right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the bullpen and a little bit about John Schneider. So some any, any highlights from these games you want to talk about in particular? Not not really. I mean, like our starting pitching is doing what they they need to do. They're keeping us in games. Right. I think the, the main takeaway I, I, I took from these these last two weeks, okay, a couple of things, and I'll, I'll see what you what your opinion is. I think you're right. The bullpen is taxed. It needs uh, Swanson needs a break. Yep. Romano needs a break, which he'll get. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. I also have a little. I'm starting to get the feeling that Schneider doesn't control. The team, no. And we'll, I guess we'll, we'll get into that. So against the Angels, and it was the first game against the Angels when, the, I don't know if it was the first, was it the first inning? Mm-hmm. I think it was the first inning, and yeah. they pitched to Otani. Otani hits a home run, and then this is oh yeah, it was a Friday night game because it was on Apple TV. Yeah, we couldn't see it. I couldn't right. see it. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about Apple TV after, I guess, too. But yeah. I, they, they, they have a lot of shots of the dugout, which is kind yeah. of interesting. A lot of interactions with, you know, on, with, with, with what's going on in the dugout. And they kept a long shot of uh, Matt Chapman talking to his manager, Schneider. Yeah. He was pretty animated. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, animated to the point where he said, why are we pitching to that guy? He's the only effing guy on the team that can hit. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Um, but it's not where to do it. Right. And, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to, I'm having a really hard time deciding whether I'm just old school and just maybe, I don't know, taking things a little bit, like, like I said, like taking it old school, right? Where you wouldn't show up your manager. But man, I don't think you show up your manager. Yeah. It's um, like a, He's not wrong. I mean, uh, 
it's just, and I know he's one of the veterans on the team and he's highly, highly respected by the team, the, the, the coaches, the players. Um, and I think he's just trying to show that leadership, but yeah, it wasn't, was if he would have done that in a tunnel, like out of the yeah. spotlight, I'm all for it. Yeah. Like, Hey, uh, Hey Schneider, let's go talk and have a chat in the tunnel for a second. And yeah. then, yeah, sure. Have a, you know, constructive chat. Yeah. Um, but I don't really agree with how he did it. And anyway, I guess Shannon made light of it though. Later on, he said, uh, yeah, the following day, <laughs> following day when they walked him a few times, they're like, I was just, just, I was just taking my third baseman's advice. And it's because they walked intentionally walked Chapman. Yeah. They also asked Manoa, um, what did you, what did you feel about intentionally walking Manoa? I mean, I, sorry, intentionally walking Otani. And Manoa said, I didn't intentionally walk him. <laughs> My manager did. So that, that brings up Manoa. What, what do you think of Manoa so far coming back, his comeback? Uh, Manoa part two. He he still has a lot of work to do. He's He's shown some improvement, but it's not sustained. Because he'll have a decent inning, and then he just blows up and... His walks are really up. They are. It seems you just can't seem to gain that control, right? Nope. And as as was evident by uh, who was the batter that he hit in the face? Uh, Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward, right? Facial fractures, and I mean that stuff happens in baseball. But Alec is pretty no is known to be pretty wild. Yeah. That was the game on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. He ended up with facial fractures, lacerations to his face. I guess he got stitched up and then has to go to flew to California to get uh, surgery. Yeah. That being said, Manoa reached out and apologized. So, I mean, that's, that's good sportsmanship, at least. Yeah. Um, and then we um, we finished with the Dodgers, finished with the Angels. We get, you know, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Had a decent series against Seattle. Then we we're gonna host Baltimore when this is the the time we need to make a stand and we need to actually win some games against the East. And we promptly lose two four and three and thirteen to three. Yeah, that 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 game got out of hand pretty quick yesterday. Yesterday's game. Even our new pickup didn't look great. No, uh, Genesis Cabrera or Yen- Genesis. Genesis I think Cabrera. Even I, th- I thought it was. I thought didn't didn't Jacob. Uh, uh, Jordan Hicks pitched too. Yeah, he came in and they gave up two runs. Yeah, Jordan Hicks. But he he came in in a non-save situation. I just I don't understand that. Like he's one inning pitch, three hits, two runs, two earned. Yeah. Pearson got rocked again. Yeah, and he they sent him down today. What's going on? So they sent him down and they brought up Thomas Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, our savior, yeah. Thomas Hatch. You sure Tyler Chadwell wasn't available? Goodness, I don't know. But on the good, to be positive, Danny Jansen hit another home run. Good old Danny. Like, general, stay healthy. Stay healthy and, man, he's a he's a prime candidate to become a DH once he gets a little bit older and he can't catch anymore. Yeah, I agree. Or first base. Or first base. Um, Brandon Belt at his ninth home run. It's just so that came that uh, that was the game before the trade deadline. And Ryu, this is his comeback from Tommy John. 
velocity was what 87 to 88 89. yeah which is okay and he was actually mm-hmm. ticking up as the game progressed which is a good sign yeah and ryu that's typical ryu he doesn't he's not a hard thrower no he isn't so he one went thing five that innings. I, sorry one thing that i noticed like just watching the highlights because we were playing ball last night so we didn't really get to watch the game and we won and <laughs> we won <laughs> in extras <laughs> hey um was that his um his pitches had some pretty decent movement so i mean like look it's his first game back in almost over a year right yeah he pitched in the minors but i mean let's let's face it um ryu is you know probably outclassing a lot of the players that he pitched against in the minors so it's you know I'm, I, I i give him a pass on this one yeah, and I you're agree. I think the Orioles. The Orioles are one of the best offensive teams this year. <laughs> like really, most of the damage was done in the first two innings. I think, and I didn't. I didn't ask for you this, but I mean, I don't speak Korean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but his the you know he gave up three runs in the first two innings. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna attribute that to jitters. Yeah, it's his first time back in Major League Mound, right? So. Um, yeah, I'll give him a pass. He looked after the third, fourth, and fifth inning, didn't give, give up no runs. So yep. overall, he gave up nine hits. I think, I want to say seven of those were in the first three innings. Uh, four in runs, four runs, one walk, three strikeouts, one home run. Yep. Yeah, you're, I'll, I'll give him a... And Trevor Richards continues to dominate. One inning pitched yesterday, two strikeouts. Yeah. I'm telling you, if... If you need someone to set up Jordan Hicks while Romano's out, I, I'm putting Richards in the eighth. But that's just that's just me. What yeah. do I know? Uh, so we'll move on to yeah. So we're we're up to the trade deadline, and what are the Jays doing the trade deadline? So uh, it started about a week ago when they picked up Genesis Cabrera from or Genesis Cabrera from the uh, the Cardinals. Or the St. Louis Blue Jays, or the St. Louis Blue Jays, um, <laughs> or or is it the Toronto uh, Toronto Cardinals? And then um, afterwards, uh, when they had to put Romano on the injured list, uh, they picked up Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, um, which to me is a great pickup. A lot of upside there. So let's talk a little bit before we get onto the like the Bo Bichette news yeah little yeah so genesis Cabrera, i think was it kind of like a it was a more of like an off waivers kind of it was like a nothing kind of trade right yeah it was we'll give you a catcher it was just like some minor league catcher yeah nothing really major i think but he's looked i don't know if it's because he changed sometimes change the location helps but yeah or maybe batters aren't familiar with him yet but he looks really good uh lefty out of the bullpen which we needed thrown hard Throwing hard, and we we and we had Mesa, but that's their only lefty, right? So it has, yeah. it's nice to have that matchup earlier in the earlier in the game if you need it. Instead of you know Mesa's more of the seventh eighth kind of guy. Well, and exactly it, right? So Mesa has been pretty dominant this year. I think I think his ERA is still under two, mm-hmm. and um, and the Jays were forced to use one of their better bullpen arms in situations, right? Like where oh got a little bit of trouble. We've got a lefty coming up to bat. Let's bring in Mesa. And that might be the sixth or seventh inning. Yeah. Whereas now they can save them for later on in the game. You can put Genesis Cabrera in there and that's sixth inning and then keep Mesa for like about, you know, meat of the order in the eighth. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you can kind of force the manager's hand in the sixth inning to you know, pitch it for a guy, that lefty or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a – oh, and DeJong's first at bat is a Blue Jays double play. Oh. <laughs> Pits right in. Um, man, I'm, I'm pretty negative. Okay, let's uh, stay positive. So then we picked up Jordan Hicks, which was a reliever lots of teams were going after. Yep. And I think not, nobody really knew or people were – weren't sure if he was going to be available because of he's it's in he's in the last year of his contract. He was negotiating with St. Louis, but I guess that that fell through. So yeah. Do you see the Jays signing? Well, let's talk about what's what's Jordan bring to the what's Jordan bring to us? He brings a hundred and three mile an hour fastball. <laughs> <laughs> and how fast is his sinker? Is about a hundred miles an hour too. Hundred and one, I think, is his sinker, and hundred and three for his. Uh... His fastball, that's that's insanity. It's, so what what does he bring? Um well he brings a little bit of closing experience, is one thing. Yeah. Um and and look, his numbers don't fly off the charts this year, but he did start off with a brutal April, May, beginning of yeah, May. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he lost his, his close the closing job in St. Louis. Yeah. It was really bad, you know, April, May. Yeah. And then after that, he he finished like the the rest of the season up until now. Uh, from that point on, he's been throwing what like a one eighty eight ERA. So his ERA is kind of balanced off in the uh, mid threes now. So three point six or something. Except like for that. last night's little hiccup where it's now up it's four oh two. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think the the Jays did a really good. We'll talk, well, they also picked up. We'll, we'll talk about it now, I guess. So Bobichet rounding uh, first base. Two games ago, the first game against Baltimore, yeah, um, stops suddenly and then grabs his knee, yeah. And I think the entire Toronto Blue Jay fan base just kind of gasped, <laughs> grabbed their heart, and was like, "Oh no!" And what did I, what did I see? He's responsible for like twenty per three percent of the Jays' hits this year. Yeah, that's a big bat to lose off you know, for an extended period of time. Yeah. So it's turned out that. Um, they released a statement saying there was no major structural damage. Right. They wanted to emphasize that there's no major. There is some structural damage, right? So Yeah, so they, they threw him on the uh, injured list today. Yeah, the 10-day IL, yeah. The 10-day IL. And they gave a diagnosis of a patella Ten- ten- tendonitis. Yeah, patellar tendonitis. Which tendonitis is a, a word that I like more than tear torn <laughs> <laughs> ruptured torn yes meniscus um, tear but it's funny not funny to, you know it's someone's injury but it's it's funny to, to if you follow twitter and you or what it's what's it called now x yeah x <laughs> if you are on x which used to be formerly known as twitter you'll when this happened like just the amount of tweets people were you know, just constantly debating about what happened and is he gonna be okay? And this doctor, I watched this doctor like record himself in a little video, and he says my his diagnosis from like, and he's and he's and he's honest, so like, he's not like I'm. This is what the diagnosis is. He does he says I'm not on the field. I don't know, but he thought it was a meniscus tear because the way he stopped started. Uh, That's yeah. sorry, the start and then the sudden stop, and then grabbing the knee looked like he said a min- possible meniscus tear. Might need a scope, and I was like that is just. <laughs> It's like no, yeah. it's my nightmare. That's my nightmare. Yeah, well, but the Jays did it. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah. So the, the, the diagnosis is as positive as it can get. Yeah. And, um, and let's face it, he's played a ton of games this year. Well, he's played a ton of games the past two, three two years. years. Yeah. He's, he's always on the field. Um, let's uh, like, I'm glad that they put him on the IL because originally they put him day to day. Yeah. Which is like, kid, don't, don't leave him on the bench. Cause then he's itchy to want to come back and play and you don't want to come back early. Let him heal, rest up, right, yeah. and you know get like I, I and I don't know. I know he's diagnosed with patellar tendonitis, but we, like, is that really the full story? Yeah, who knows? Eh. Maybe he wears a brace, maybe he DHs. Yeah, you know, from for till at least maybe a month or two till the playoffs. So the Jays picked up Paul DeYoung. Yeah, from um, the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite trading partner, apparently. Uh, and for those who don't know who Paul DeYoung is, um, shortstop for the Cardinals, he is 20, sorry, 30 years old. Happy birthday, is he? Yeah, he's, That's his birthday today. Birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Paul. He's one of our listeners, I can tell. Uh <laughs> Yeah, 30-year-old, uh, former uh, shortstop of the Cardinals. His stats are kind of weird. His best year was in 2019 where he batted 233 with 30 home runs, 78 RBIs. And then he kind of fell off the the rails a bit. He hit 250 yeah. in the COVID season, then 197, and then 157. I'm going to hope that those are attributed to injuries. Yeah. Cause I mean, this he's, year he's on, this year he's batting right now. He's got uh, 13 home runs. Yeah. 233 average, not a great on base, 297 on base, 710 OPS though. He's, he's closer to his norms. Yeah. But um, the Jays were looking for a bat, right? So, at the moment, they they found out that you know Bo was injured and they didn't know how long, so they pulled the trigger on a shortstop because they needed somebody to fill in for Bo because Espinal wasn't our answer. And I um, think we're really the two options I, from what I was reading was that it was Tim Anderson or Paul DeYoung. Yeah, I, both are great defenders. Yeah, and this year Tim Anderson. He just hit his first home run the other day, yeah, of the season. So I don't know what's going on with his bat. Yeah, he's. Uh, he was like overall. I think they said it was over hundred. It was over a year, right? Yeah. yeah, he didn't hit a home run. I, 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 I seem to remember Tim Anderson having a bit of a, bit of an attitude. I think it was a couple of years ago. He had a, a feud with someone in our outfield. Who was it? Well, I know he had an issue with Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. That was Josh Donaldson. Yes. So, but here's a, I, I find this, and correct me if I'm wrong, the front office tends to go a lot on character guys. Yeah. Good clubhouse guys, right? I don't know if Tim Anderson would fit that kind of mold. It seems like Paul DeYoung is a kind of more of a, well, you saw the quote he said, right? I hate the Yankees. Yeah. One of us. One of us. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they went. I think they went character over anything else. Plus, they they have a relationship with the Cardinals, obviously, with trading. And they probably it was probably probably an easy easy fit. It was, and it was done quickly, right? And and I guess they went right back to the Cardinals because the Cardinals had already checked out the Jays farm system, so they already had an idea of what we had. Yeah, and that's something, right? When you're building a trade with another trading partner, that means that they're they're having to do their research on who you've got. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, like, I'm sure, I'm sure most teams have a base idea of what other teams have, but you're right. If you're going into a trade and you're, things are getting serious, you got to do a more in-depth kind of analysis. And um, I just saw your shirt. I love it. Killing Very me smalls. Yeah. For those that can't, can't see from home. Yeah. It says you're killing me smalls. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I, I think I think we don't give the front office enough credit. Yeah. They're really getting hammered today, but not doing enough. Well, I guess I'll ask you the question: Did they do enough? I think they did okay. There, let's be honest. There wasn't really a lot out there. Exactly. Hundred percent. I think that's attributed to the fact that there are so many teams that are still in a playoff hunt. So you've only got maybe like. 10 teams to go after and get players from right and, and here's yeah go ahead and those teams are doing so terribly that they have nobody on the roster that's worth getting here's yeah and, and you mentioned we were golfing a couple days ago and you mentioned you know we looked at you were you were looking at all the teams that were sellers and there's really like one or two bats that yeah could possibly go and there's the there's the issue with you know the expanded playoffs right because now more teams are in it, so there's less less sellers. Yeah. So not, and it wasn't there wasn't a big. We'll talk about it after when we go around the league. But there wasn't a lot of big, not a lot of, a lot of huge moves made. When it wasn't any big, like no big surprises at least. No, exactly. I uh, I, I think I think like as I was saying, I don't think the front office gets enough credit. I mean, we tend to give them crap a lot for not doing enough, but they went out and got the best reliever possible that was on the market in, yep. in Jordan Hicks because they needed him because Romano's oh his back hurts. And who knows, yep. maybe that's a flare. Maybe that's an injury that just keeps flaring up. Exactly. And if it doesn't great. Yep. Now you have a, now you have Swanson Hicks and Romano at the back end of the rotation. Like that's him. And then if Chad green, it's not Chad green. What's our reliever from the Yankees. It's yeah, Chad green, Chad green, Chad, Chad green comes back. It could pitch the way he usually pitches. That's yeah. a that's a formidable bullpen. It is, and that was our strength all season, really. Yeah. It's, it's so just, just up until the last you know couple of weeks where I mean they've been used so heavily. Yeah, because our starters, some of our starters go deep into the games, but you know that Kikuchi will only give you about five. It's rare that he pitches into the sixth. Yeah, and then Manoa has been terrible, absolutely awful. Um, Barrios. Gets you to the sixth, maybe the seventh. Um, and then, of course, you've got those off days where sometimes they just throw a lot of pitches. Like Bassett just seems to be gobbling up a ton of pitches in the early part of the game until he settles yeah. in. So yeah. then you're at the fourth inning and he's already at like 70 some pitches. You're like, holy moly, he's not going to get into the sixth this this game. You're right. And that taxes, taxes your bullpen, right? Yeah. And like I was saying, this, they got Genesis Cabrera, needed a lefty at the pen. That move's turned out really well. Got we needed we needed a shortstop and like people don't 
people don't realize well i'm i i don't think they realize what a what a position of disadvantage that the, the front office was in yeah with teams knowing that boba Shett just hurt his knee yeah like i it's not all friendly like no. you know and you know <laughs> the sharks are circling you, what's that the sharks were circling well of course like you oh you now you want our short stuff well now it's going to cost you a little bit more because now we know you need it yeah like it's not they were they were going to give them away for 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 sure um so i mean i think and you're right we we'll talk about it in the uh, with everybody else's trade acquisitions but there wasn't a big name to go half there wasn't a big bat tommy fan wasn't going to fit in that clubhouse no and did you want to pay I, I'm not sold on Tommy Pham anyways. I mean, no, neither am I. Like, I think that Schneider yeah. kid in the minors could, yeah, could do what Pham's doing. I, I just, and then there's uh, Canna, Mark Canna or Kenya. Yeah, Canna. Yeah, Mark Canna. So, like, I mean, they're they're okay bats, but they're not blockbusters. It's and not like a have... couple of years ago with Soto going to the San Diego. It wasn't. There's was right. no big deals like that. No, and it was. We only have so much, so many assets to trade from, right? And we don't want to give away the entire farm. We're not trading Tiedemann. No, I mean we're not going to trade, you know, our top top prospect. We're, we're our bull. Our minor league system is pretty bare at the moment. It is. So what we gave away, I think, was just right. We've. If you want to add some stuff in the off season, great. Um, is Varshal the answer? Uh, he might be playing center field next year with Kiermaier gone. We'll talk about, but there's lots of time to talk about that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think we added to our strength, which is our bullpen. I think we got a, we got a bat to replace Bichette for a bit or a, a glove at least to replace Bichette. And, and it, had, it, looked, it would have been great. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It would have been great. I think we talked about this. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it in person where it was that um, bottom of the ninth, we were down by, we had runners at, oh yeah, it was bottom of the 10th. Runners on first and second, nobody out. Or yeah. second and third. No, first and second, nobody out. And we had already, we had already scored a run. And we we needed a, there's a righty righty pitching, the, the closer for the Angels. And we didn't have a bat. We did. To come off the bench. It was a lefty. We, we, had, we had, our options were Belt and Biggio, two lefties, which is great situation to be in when it's a righty on the mound. Yeah. But the issue is that they can't hit the high heat. They're notorious really high and inside. They and can't. Buddy was throwing a, a 99, 98, 99. And it wasn't even, and, and you said this and I said this too, it wasn't even competitive. A bat with Bijou's a bat wasn't even competitive. No. Like, I've always liked Bijou. I've gone up and down. I think he's got a great eye. But I, now it's like he's taken up a spot, I think, for someone who might be able to contribute yeah. uh, on the team. Um, maybe he was part of trade talks. Who knows? I know there was talk of us getting to Oscar back, <laughs> but I really, I had a hard time swallowing that pill. Not that I don't like to Oscar. I just have a hard time fathoming how Seattle will be able to sell that to their fans being, Hey, <laughs> we traded one of our better relievers for to Oscar. Now we sold him and we gave him an, our number eight pitching prospect. Now we we just traded him back to Toronto. Like yeah. I, I can't. I could. I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine that happening. Do I think it would have been? I I think it would have been a steal if Toronto could have got him. But oh, so the way I look at it is, so Bo comes back, takes back yeah. his spot at short. 
De Jong is still a bat that we the right-handed bat that we were looking for because absolutely he while his average isn't that great he's always been known for decent power well his OPS right his OPS is 710 yeah so if and and from what I've heard um catching up to the heat isn't his problem so he's a guy that can just run into one you know you put him pinch hit go out there hunt that fastball and go for it and then you need a defensive replacement at second, or you need whatever he takes over at second, put weight in left. Like, yep. there's uh, it's the the weakness of the Jays, and it was kind of said in I think the offseason too is, is their their bench. And their bench isn't isn't their strong point. When you have Espinal, Biggio, and Belt, Belt were hoping for more, I think. But hey, he yeah. still he hit, hit a home run yesterday. Anything else in the Jays wise you want to talk about? Um, well, let's just, let's just take a look at the injuries here. So let's do that. Um, yeah. So we talked about Bichette, um, and Romano. Um, what I found was odd was Otto Lopez was activated from AAA and then immediately placed on the, uh, 60 day IL. Weird. So Yes, it was recalled from AAA Buffalo on Tuesday and then placed on the 60-day injured list. So I don't know if that's a roster crunch, 40-man roster crunch, where they needed to make room for people. Really, really weird. Yeah. So I don't know what that what that means. It might mean that uh, they needed space on the 40 man maybe bring up davis schneider because that davis schneider is not on the 40 man roster oh yes so maybe they're looking at bringing him up at some point in september and they needed to make space and if he was injured and he was dealing with the lingering injury because he hasn't been playing well since he's well he got injured during the uh during the baseball classic and he hasn't been right since so He's got a left oblique strain. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's usually an injury that uh takes a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was the only other thing that I wanted to kind of just mention because I saw that yesterday and I just kind of had my head scratching. I'm like, hmm, maybe some roster gymnastics happening here. So it I just because we were talking about Otto Lopez and I was trying to figure out what the injury was, and then here's two. I don't know where. Like, can anybody just write anything on on Twitter? It's or X. Can anybody just put out trades? Because <laughs> here's one from CBS, and I'm not going to read what the. I'm not going to read the 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 name of what CBS stands for. Pretty pretty gross. Uh, breaking the Blue Jays and White Sox have reached a deal that would send Tim Anderson to Toronto. The return includes. Prospects Adam Mako and Otto Lopez. That didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. And then a depressed Mariners fan tweeted yesterday, Teoscar Hernandez has been traded back to Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for Otto Lopez and cash. Hmm. I don't like where do people get this stuff? I have no idea. And that's something that was mentioned on TV yesterday that uh during the uh the last moments of the uh, trade deadline that uh, they were reading some idiotic tweets from people that have no idea what's going on. Like you got to stick with your John Paul people, you know. and Bob Nightingale. And those yeah, are your, uh, yeah. 
Ken Rosenthal. Ken like, Rosenthal. Those are those are the insiders that know what's going on. And for the Jays, you're looking at you know um, Shai Davidi and Keegan Matheson, uh, Ben Nicholson Smith. You know. Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, cover the Jays. Let's talk about around the league. So it was a trade deadline. The Yankees didn't do much. No, they they, they sent cash and picked up a couple of relievers that have ERAs north of seven. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like they're a team usually like wants to go for it. I, I, and I think you said when we were getting ready for the podcast, you said Brian Cashman was on the, uh, on TV saying they're, they're, what are they, they're all in or they're in it. They're in it to, to win, win it? it. Yeah. Which. I mean, he, he has to say, like at at this point right now, I mean, Judge, Judge coming back is big for them. Gr- granted, um, yeah, but, but he's but he's still hurt. He's still hurt, and you yeah. still have Stanton, who's not Stantonian. No, <laughs> and uh, Harrison Bader is, you know, a sprinkler head away from breaking a leg. <laughs> um, Glaber Torres right now is really their only bright spot. And that's their their shortstop. You know, he's what Volpe, twenty. He's twenty one, twenty two. He's still like striking out a ton. Like he's he's, he's doing what young. a twenty one year old would do. Yeah, and Rizzo then, is having a really horrible like, slump. Finally hit a home run after like what two months. Yeah. Um, um, DJ LeMay, who is too old now, I guess his bat well, speed has dwindled. Yeah, he's showing his age, right? And I, but you know what's not funny? Yeah, it's funny. We mentioned this. We mentioned this at the beginning of the year. Yeah, remember everybody was picking the Yankees to finish ahead of the Jays, and we're, we, we, I think we went through the entire like uh, the entire roster for the the Yankees starting rotate starting roster. Yeah, compared to the Jays, and we were we were better in every facet. Yeah, I don't know where people had this grandiose idea that the Yankees were going to be this like juggernaut. I had no idea, but I, I think Cashman saw the writing on the wall that they're not competing this year. Yeah. Is why why would you risk your prospects and just kind of swallow do what you can with what you got right now and retool in the offseason because really he's got to jump the Orioles, Jays, and Tampa, yeah, and maybe the Red Sox. Um, major so major trade trades that went down. Anything you didn't you expected? You didn't expect? Well, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season after the Mets spent like half a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> that they would trade away a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. To So Scherzer goes to the, the Rangers. Yeah. And Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. The Rangers kind of retooled their entire starting rotation. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery, um, he came from the cards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that like if you look at the Mets alone, they got rid of well, not got rid of. They traded Scherzer and Verlander and Marcana, Tommy Pham, Robertson, their closer, Robertson. That's that's a significant fall for a team that was pegged to win the East. Yeah, when you're, I think when you're, how far are they back now? What thirty games or something, or fifteen, seventeen? Yeah. I think seventeen games back. They're Again, I think the writing's on the wall. They're not going to catch Atlanta this year. Yeah. Uh, might as well cut your losses, right? And they sent cash. Yeah, they sent – well, you have to. 
Like those contracts are huge. Wow. Just and Houston's got Verlander back. Yeah. They probably still had his locker ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> they need a starting pitcher. And that's yeah, uh, yesterday, Fram, uh, Framer Valdez, no yeah. hitter. No hitter. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Red Sox acquired Luis Arias from the Brewers, not the Luis Arias. Yeah. The other Luis Arias. <laughs> One's a Arias, Arias, and Arias. Arias. <laughs> <laughs> the Marlins acquired first baseman Josh Bell from the Cleveland Guardians. Yep. Padres got reliever Scott Barlow from the Royals. He was linked to the Toronto, I think, in the offseason we were talking to them about him. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers got Ryan Yarborough from the Royals. The Orioles actually did something. Yep. They got Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. And I, don't he, know I think he's a, pegged to start tomorrow. I don't know if that's a big splash. I don't think that's the big ace they needed. I'm surprised they didn't go after like a, a Verlander or a... I think they Schiffer. were in the mix. I think they were in the mix. Were they, yeah. Yeah. And the Yankees, yeah, you're, as you said, the Yankees got their their big acquisition was Kenyon Middleton yeah. on the White Sox. And the Diamondbacks got Tommy Pham. Then they got a they got, then they got a closer too. I think so. Uh, Bednar, right? Did, did they get Bednar? I think. Where did Bednar go? Did Bednar get traded? Hold on. I don't think he got traded. I, no. but I know the Diamondbacks got. Was, they got Robertson. It was Robertson they got. Well, but while Ivan looks that up, uh, the Rangers got Austin Hedges from the Pirates as a catcher. And a really interesting trade that didn't happen, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, was traded to the Dodgers until he invoked his 10-team no-trade clause that included the Dodgers as part of the, part of the deal. That was, um, that was kind of surprising, right? It's, it's rare that you got a, a, a star pitcher uh, refusing to go to a winner, <laughs> a winning team, yeah. yeah. But I think you mentioned it yes last night when we we're after a game having a few cocktails. That uh, his his family's from the East Coast. Yeah, he's, got a, heart, he's got a heart. He had a heart issue a couple years back, right? Yeah, and he 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 was just thinking more of his uh, family than anything. Right. And the closer that Arizona got was Paul Seawald from the Mariners. Paul Seawald, that's right. That's right. Um, not a trade, but kind of big news. Trey Mancini was designated for assignment by the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, Phillies acquired Michael Lorenzen from the Tigers. It's a good pickup for the Phillies. Yeah, it is. And I think that's all the big ones that I missed. Some, I think I'm miss, missing somebody here. Uh, Miami got Jake Berger. Right. It was a, a pretty good bat from the uh, Chicago White Sox. Um, And we forgot to mention the Jays' biggest trade on July 26th. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Trent Thornton? Trent Thornton? Yeah. I don't know if you saw the responses to the tweets when they made the announcement. All no. of them were like, who for who? <laughs> <laughs> well, Trent we, know, we know Trent Thornton ourselves because well, we've been watching him for the last four years. But Yeah. Uh, Anybody else in the MLB who's watching their teams have no idea who he is. Who Trent Thornton to Seattle for an infielder Mason McCoy. Yeah. And then Mason McCoy, I think, is a 27-year-old like utility infielder. 
Yeah. Who probably won't even make it to the majors. That's the end of an era. Trent Thornton used to eat up innings. Yeah. I mean, we go back, what, to 2017 or 18, where he logged the most innings for a starter on the Jays team, and he had an ERA under four. And he doesn't have bad stuff. I don't know why he just can't put it all. Maybe he hasn't given an opportunity. So really... he 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 was um he was saying that I guess he had an interview and he said that he's just looking forward to joining a team that will help him become a better pitcher. Really? So I don't know if that was supposed to be a knock on the Jays. <laughs> sure sounds like it. Sure sounds like it. Well, this year he's got he's been in four games, pitched five and a third, going up. Seven hits, one run, one earn. Um, played in one game in Seattle, two and a third, one run, one hit, no runs. Yeah, I think that uh, yeah, in 2022 he pitched uh, 32 games for the Jays. Yeah, 46 innings, an ERA of four. That was last year when we went and watched, and we're like, oh gosh, here comes Trent Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the mop up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 2019. And he actually his ERA wasn't that great. It was 484, but he logged 154 innings over 29 starts. And of an era. Yeah. Um we've got we haven't mentioned two connections to the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies were held on July 23rd. And two guys that Ties the Jays one more strongly than the other one. Yep. Um, the crime dog Fred McGriff finally gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yep. With 493 home runs. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. I went to. I was listening. I used to. Li- I used to listen to uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio. You know, Shine on Sports. Ever hear that guy? Yeah. There was induction ceremonies about five years ago, and it was in. They're talking about inductions for the Hall of Fame, and, and who do you think should be in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame? And I called them and I said, I got on the air, and I said, Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame. That's no, there's no way, like, because the Hall of Fame has this magical number. It used to be like 500 home runs. Yeah. If you didn't get 500 home runs, you didn't get in the Hall of Fame. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. That was that was the limit. Like, how do you not allow a guy that's got 493 home runs, seven home runs short. And he's like, what, what, what do you have? Like an 18-year career? Yeah. Like one home one one home run every two years would have one more home run every two years would have put him in the Hall of Fame. And voila, so take that, Sean on sports. He's in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm happy for him. I think he's uh but he didn't go in with a there's there's no team on his hat. No, I think he played with too many, eh? Like he played Toronto, San Diego, Atlanta, Atlanta Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, Chicago Cubs, Dodgers, and then back to Tampa. Who do you play with the most? Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Atlanta and Toronto for five years. All, all, all for five years? Yeah. Okay. He played the most games in Atlanta with 636 games. Uh, hmm. Next was Toronto with 578, and then Tampa Bay, 577. He's also part of what built the Toronto Blue Jays into a World Series champion. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, uh, Fred McGriff and Tony Fernandez was part of the trade that brought Roberto Alomar and Joe Carter uh, to Toronto. 
which was a big trade at the time. Huge. Roberto Alomar wasn't a well-known, wasn't an established major leaguer. He was a second baseman. I think he was a rookie. He only had one year or two years of experience. Yeah. He wasn't. Oh, can we, can we mention his name? Yeah, well, I'm going to mention his name. He's been my favorite player since forever. Yeah, right. I've got I've got this book, and he's showing second to none. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't Roberto Alomar back then. No, we're sending over Gold Glove All Stars. Yeah, and Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff for RBI Machine and Joe Carter, but. That was a that was a ballsy move by Pat Gillick at the time. Yep. And the next uh, guy that got inducted was Scott Rowland. Kind of a a surprise Hall of Fame pick for me. I I I I know that I know what you're saying. Right. It's one of the he's he was so underrated. I yes. And um, and I don't know if you listened to his speech, but he thanked Toronto for giving him the opportunity to kind of revitalize his career a bit because we picked him up when he was on his on his downswing, and then he kind of picked it up from from there and just started playing better once he was with the Jays. Yeah, he played thirteen seasons up to the point where the Jays picked him up. Yeah, for. Two years, well, a year and I guess a year and a half. Then he went to Cincinnati, finished his career. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, he's got two thousand hits, three hundred home runs. Like, just doesn't scream Hall of Fame career. But then I think Omar Vizquel kind of broke broke open the barriers, right? For yeah. defensive, if if you're good defensively, you're if you're like an amazing defensive player, your your chance to be in the Hall of Fame, which makes yeah. sense. It's and it's it's amazing it's, to see Scott Rowland like because he's a big guy, stocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's six foot four. The last the thing the the stats on Baseball Reference show him six foot four, two hundred forty five pounds. Yeah, big and, dude. And he could pick it at third, eh? Oh, oh yeah. He was. He had, so a cannon, good. he had a cannon for an arm. Yeah. I always remember Scott Rowland as like the. The, the gray, the gray Blue Jays, not a Blue Jay jersey. Yeah, the black the and black, yeah. yeah, black and silver kind of thing. Yeah, he's a career 281 hitter, which is fantastic. 308, 316 home runs, 2077 hits, a 70.1 war. Seven time All Star. I think what got him in there was the fact that he's got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight gold eight gloves. Eight gold gloves, yeah. Silver Slugger, seven-time All-Star, equal Glove, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he, he's. I take it back. Yeah, he's deserving. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was he. Yeah. Again, another Jays. Another Jay tied the to the Hall of Fame, who's not wearing a Jays hat. Yeah. The only person that's in the Hall of Fame with a Jays hat is he who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. <laughs> um. I'll say it, Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I, we, we say Ty Cobb's name. I don't know why we can't, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we, like, look, I'm not agreeing with anything that he did. Um, I don't even know what he did. It hasn't been, hasn't really been published. Yeah, the, the allegations are there, and that was enough for MLB to just kind of watch. And, and Toronto, just kind and of, yeah. Toronto, yeah. His number's available again. 
which because I, I think is it De Young that's going to be wearing it? No, Jordan Jordan Hicks. Oh, Jordan Hicks. That's what that's who it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for years you couldn't use the number twelve in Toronto. Um, they peeled it off the rafters and off the level of excellence. And that's crazy. Yeah. I need to Speaking of level of excellence, though. Yes. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks away, we'll be broadcasting live. Well, not live. Re- recording live. From the Rogers Center and on the Jose Batista induction night. Yep. Or induction afternoon. It's, it's an afternoon game, right? Three o'clock. Uh, yeah, I think. I think. I don't know. I have to we look should, at the check that out. Yeah, we'll have to look at the tickets. But I think it might be a four o'clock game, so it'll be like a mid evening. Right, mid evening game. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. I might tear up. You never know. I'm yeah. sure. They're, I'm sure they're gonna show that seventh inning home run once or twice. Oh yeah, that that one still gives me goosebumps. Oh, I, it's crazy. It's almost, I, I remember watching that Eberle goal against Russia in the World Juniors to tie it up with 1.2 seconds left. Yeah. And that still gives me chills too. Well, I was going to ask you, since we're talking about Hall of Fame, who's the next Blue Jay to get in the Hall of Fame? Oof. That is, that's tough because we had some pretty dead years in there. Yeah. So I think so. I'll 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 give you the answer. I'll give you the answer mine and let you think about it. Yeah. I really think Dave Steve is the next. He'll get a review from the, what used what used to be called the Veterans Committee. Yeah. I think he'll be inducted as a. I uh, hope so. Because his numbers, and and I, and and to be fair, I'll, I got this question from okay. another podcast at the Letters. They were talking about it, and they mentioned the reason he didn't get in originally. You got to think when he was inducted, when he was eligible for induction, I think was 2006 because he came back for that one half year, right? So it kind yeah. of reset his eligibility. They're still relying on how many wins he had. Yeah. Like wins is a big stat, right? 300 wins. But when you play on a team that wasn't that great. Yeah. Because from 79 to 84 ish, yeah. The Jays sucked. They were terrible. Well, it was a brand new team. It started in 77, right? That's what expansion teams used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at the innings he logged, holy moly. We're talking like there's 82, 288 innings led the league. And then, and then he had 19 complete games. And then in 84, 267 innings, 85, 265 innings. Like this is just insanity. Excuse me. Yeah, his numbers, I mean, that that 85 year when he's 14 and 13 with a 14 and he's 14 and 13 in 1985 with a 248 ERA. Yeah. It's a lot of tight games. Sorry. That's a lot of tight games. 265 innings pitched, only gave up 206 hits. Yeah. Struck out 167, 127 strikeouts. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's right. He pitched at 98. Was he came back and pitched in 98? Yeah. Still at a 483 ERA. 50 innings at the age of 40. And that's after one, two, three, four, four seasons of not playing because his arm was falling off. <laughs> Yeah, he had some, even in 92, he was hurt. 
He had a 504 ERA. Yeah. yeah. His last two years was he was injured. Yeah. But man, he was. I to me, I think he might get a he might get a look. I hope so. I think if you look at his, like you know, uh, how many times did he was an All Star? He was a seven time All Star. Seven time All Star. Yeah. Got an ERA title. Um, he was. How many times was he in the top ten for Cy Young? One, two, three, four times in the top ten and top seven, really. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I think you're right on that one. Like I'll even go as far as saying like Tom Hankey has a chance because he's got 312 saves, he's got a 267 career ERA. Yeah, I don't know. I you're right. There's a lot of lean years there. Like for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, after after the World Series years, so in the late 90s, early 2000, up until 2010. Not really much happening in those years. No. And then in Not 2010, like... Bautista kind of broke out and became a monster. Yeah. And was pushing for a playoff big time. And that, that took another five years. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of Hall of Famers being uh inducted with the silver and black Jays logo. Nope. Uh, here's a fun fact I found majorly. This is this is a pretty crazy fact. I think I might have posted this on our Facebook page. Major League Baseball has been around for 147 years, and there's been little over 23,000 players who have played a professional baseball game. To put that in perspective, MLB's smallest stadium by capacity is Progressive Field at 37,830. Meaning that every player who's ever put on a big league uniform from 1876 to 2023 sat in the stands, the stadium would only be 61% capacity. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So when you make the major leagues, it's a pretty, uh, pretty big deal. Yeah. July, July 23rd, this is a video of Brandon Belt. They said, hey, Brandon, how does it feel to get MVP chance on the road? What Brandon Belt say? Normal. <laughs> That guy's sense of humor is fantastic. I know. They asked. I saw a video where they asked him um, if you had a one at bat battle versus uh, Kevin Gosman, what would happen? And he says he's a good guy to hit homers off of. <laughs> <laughs> on July twenty fourth, before the trade deadline, there was a report that Lance Lynn didn't want to go to the Blue Jays. He's on. A, he's on the no. He's on the no trade list. It was a big uproar. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> really, it's. Lance Lynn. It's Lance Lynn, yeah. And then just teams will look at Eduardo Rodriguez. Yep. He said no to the Dodgers, who were a first place team. So let's, let's not get our panties on in, in a bunch, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Shohei Otani is the first player ever with a home run in one end of a doubleheader and a shutout in the other. Yeah. That's a unicorn right there, right? Eh? He's, he's amazing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We should all be blessed to be able to witness what he's doing. As a baseball fan, you have yeah, to sit there and admire that. You're never going to see this again. Yeah. I would be hard-pressed to imagine you're going to see a, a guy who could be a Cy Young winner and an MVP candidate. Yeah. He he could win the triple crown of awards. Not talking about the triple crown, the, the traditional type, but he yeah. could win a Cy Young, he could win an MVP, and he could win a Silver Slugger. It's crazy. <laughs> And maybe a gold glove. 
and maybe a gold glove. Um, so where do you think he signs for in the offseason? Oh, geez. A lot of people are saying the Dodgers. Yeah. Which what's what's the number you think? He's he's probably gonna be in, in the five hundred million range. Well, yeah, I'm thinking almost six hundred million. Yeah, because you're looking at a top of rotation starter and a you know major threat at the at the plate. But eventually and I, I don't know if you agree with this. Eventually, one of those is going to have to go. Yeah. Like, he's eventually, time's going to catch up to Shohei. Like, it's just inevitable. Yeah. You'll have to give up pitching or hitting. And so, it's going to be interesting how they... Not, like, I've heard rumors that they're going to try to, like, offer him contracts that set him up for so many millions if for for his hitting and then so many millions for his pitching. Yeah, they might have vesting uh, type yeah, things. Vesting. Yeah. Where if you... Uh, um, yeah, if you pitch a certain amount of innings, you tack on another 5 million. If you get yeah. some strikeouts, you get another 2 million. Or, or the length of the contract, if you pitch so many, yeah, so many innings. Yankee starter Domingo German just goes on the restricted, just today, yeah. goes on the restricted list for inpatient treatment for alcohol abuse. Yeah. He's he's the one that they, uh, was he abusing his partner or something? Yeah. Yeah. Hope he gets the help he needs. Spencer yeah. Strider. Spencer Strider reached 200 strikeouts and 123 in a third innings pitch this season. That's the fewest innings pitch to reach 200 strikeouts in a single season in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, that's amazing. It is. <laughs> here's my here's my cynical side. It is just there's so many strikeouts now in Major League Baseball. Like, there's no bat-to-ball contact anymore. True. And I think that's it from around the league. Anything else we missed no, around the league? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it, eh? What's the score in the Jays game? I don't know. I'm not 1-1. 1-1? One, 1-1. One. One, one. One, one. Baltimore with five hits. Jays with two. Oh, must have been a home run then. Uh, McCann's got a double off Kikuchi. And Belt's got a double. A double. Oh. Yeah. Kikuchi, five innings pitch, five hits, one run, one earned, one walk, two strikeouts. Wow, he's low on strikeouts. Yeah. Normally he's just a strikeout machine. He's He's been, I think, probably the uh, – oh, and Springer got a two-out RBI. So, oh, so long. Springer's broken his, uh, his hit list streak? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think – He's probably been the biggest. Him and Brios, I think, have to be like the comeback players of the year. Yeah. Anyways, anything else you want to talk about, Ivan? Well, I was looking at our blue chips and dip. Blue chips and dip. Yeah. Um, I was looking at our our prospect list, and um, we've talked about pretty much everybody on here. <laughs> okay. And there is. Not one of our top ten that is actually having a really good year. Oh no. I know. It's it's I was I was so disappointed. I'm looking, I'm like, okay, let's take a look. Tiedemann, he's he's he just got back from injury. Right. Granted. Uh he's yeah. not doing terrible, but he's not doing great. He's still uh, I think his ERA is still over four. Then there's Brandon Barrera, who's our nineteen year old uh first rounder from last year. 
Yeah. He's just coming back from injury and him also has got an uh, ERA over four. Um, Josver Zulueta, who is supposed to be possibly going to our bullpen this year. Um, he's, he's not doing that great either. He's got an ERA over four <laughs> Wow! For, for a reliever. That's, that's not the greatest. Or Elvis Martinez, who was supposed to be the, um, our next up and coming third baseman. Yeah. Uh, still has tons of power, but I mean, his batting average is just terrible. He's at like 220, which is better because he, he spent, you know, the better part of once the early part of the season at, uh, was it 076? Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he had like seven hits, but, you know, four of them were home runs. Home runs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's Addison Barger, who was, we were thinking was going to maybe make the uh, major league roster. Yeah. He's only hitting 232. It's, it's looking pretty bleak. But on the upside, I think the Buffalo Bisons are in first place. Yep. In their division. Yeah. So, and that's probably due to their, uh, that Davis Schneider, who's yeah. actually playing really well. He's not even in our top. Th- oh, he's our 28th. Sorry. Um, so he's a 24 year old second baseman outfield. He's hitting 279 with 21 home runs, I think is what it was last time wow. I checked. Yeah, 21 home runs. So he's doing well. And I think the other one, but seeing the problem is that the other guy uh, is Spencer Horowitz. He's a left-handed bat and yeah. we weren't looking for a lefty. Um, and he's typically doing really well. He's hitting 317 right now with seven home runs. 317? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So those are two guys to keep an eye on. Um, I wouldn't What's be surprised. That? I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys come up at the uh, when the September end. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, that Mako kid? What's he doing? Mako is not doing so hot either. Mako's number nine. Yeah. And his ERA, he's got fourteen starts, ERA of five sixty four at Single Vancouver. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. He's um, he's not doing so great. He's Nowhere to go but up. Right? Walks. Eh? Nowhere to go but up. Yeah, exactly. Well, and he's he's still young. Mako is only 22. So. Yeah, lots of time to develop. Yeah. All right, I think that's it for uh, us this week. Yep. Uh, for my uh, co-host Ivan and for myself, I'll say goodnight. Have a good week, everybody. And we'll see you live in Toronto. Yeah.